Hey, Girl Boss. This is your host, Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girl Boss, and we have a great guest today. She's an entrepreneur, YouTuber, founder of M Cosmetics, co-founder of Thematic, the ultimate creator, Michelle Fawn. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about the Girl Boss Rally. It is heading back to New York this fall, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever. It's two days, and registration is officially open. All of the early nerd, which is really our early bird spots, sold out in 24 hours. So before you lose out, go to girlbossrally.com to reserve your spot. And now we have two ticket tiers. You can come by to shop, attend the day that works for you, Saturday or Sunday, or stay for the whole weekend. Uh, Can't wait to see you. We have incredible speakers, incredible programming, and a whole lot of amazing women. That's girlbossrally.com. And remember, if you like what you hear on today's show, please go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe, and tell a friend. We'll get to our chat with Michelle Fawn in just a second, but first I want to talk a little bit about Stitch Fix. So if you don't know what Stitch Fix is, it's an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. I can't tell you how many Stitch Fix like packages come into the girl boss offices. It's pretty it's amazing. To use Stitch Fix, you just go to stitchfix.com slash girlboss. You tell them your sizes, what styles you like, your budget. And you'll be paired with your own personal stylist, which so few of us really ever get to experience other than like the red carpet ladies. You get to handpick five items sent right to your door and you only pay for what you love. And then you return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free and there's no subscription required. And the styling fee is only $20, which is actually applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. I love Stitch Fix. I'm I love Katrina Lake. She's the founder. She's so so impressive. And my favorite thing that they've sent me is a really cute pair of jeans. I've been really loading up on jeans, maybe because I I've been laying off the gluten just a little bit more. Um, and I can't wait to get my next box. And I hope you guys will try it for yourself. So get started now at stitchfix.com/girlboss, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com slash girlboss to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash girlboss. Success. It's such a complicated idea, and yet for so long, we've all collectively subscribed to a single definition of the word, which was likely given to us by a white-haired dude somewhere in a boardroom in the 1960s. And there's nothing wrong with that definition, with the notion of climbing a corporate ladder with a singular focus. But it's time to make space for a few other definitions, for side hustles and well-being and failing forward, and for the idea that success is a wild ride, not the destination at the end of it. Join me for a journey into the lives of women who are redefining success and paving the way for others with grit and grace. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder and CEO of Girlboss Media, and this is Girlboss Radio. Michelle Fawn is a digital pioneer who trailblazed the online beauty industry. With a growing global community of over 8 million, Michelle's videos have been viewed more than 1 billion times, making her one of the most watched talents in the digital space. I knew I was onto something when one of my videos reached a million views, and at that time, it was a huge deal. Reaching a million views in 2008 on YouTube was major, 
And I saw who was watching my content. Half of my viewers came from China. This was before YouTube was banned in China at the time. So I remember seeing that. I realized, whoa, I have an audience that's very engaged. I should take this more seriously. And that following year, YouTube announced that they were doing、um, this program called Partners Program, where you can monetize your videos and you split do a split revenue with YouTube. So a light bulb came up, and I thought I can make money off of making these videos that I'm doing for free that I love, anyways. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. She's an award-winning content creator, and has been featured on Forbes 30 Under 30 list in the category of Art and Style, Inc.'s 30 Under 30 Coolest Entrepreneurs and Fast Company's Most Creative People in Business. There was a lot of beauty YouTubers back then, but I was—I would say I was one of the first to edit it with music, and I put a lot of production. Thought behind my videos,、um, and I think it just made it more compelling and engaging for viewers, and some, something delightful for them to watch in a way. She has always forged her way into new industries. In October 2014, Michelle launched a book called "Makeup: Your Life Guide to Beauty Style and Success Online and Off," and in 2017, she started Ipsy, a massive e-commerce business with over a million subscribers. She founded M Cosmetics, which was then Acquired by Ipsy, then she bought M Cosmetics back from Ipsy. So she is、uh, an entrepreneur once again. She's the co-founder of Thematic, a free peer-to-peer marketplace that empowers and enables creators to find and use great songs from real artists in their videos. So she's a busy lady. Being self-funded and completely independent for the first time in over a decade, she continues to evolve with the ever-changing online landscape. I never overstay my welcome. And same thing with YouTube too. I just knew that it's not for me anymore. And also, I, I'm Aries, so I'm always looking on the horizon. I I like being a pioneer. I get bored too easily. I'm I'm great at building new things. I'm terrible at maintaining it. I just get bored. I'd rather have someone else maintain it that's better at it than me, so I can move on to the next project. Today, Michelle is here to talk a little bit about her journey as an entrepreneur. She's bought and sold businesses. Why she stopped making YouTube videos, and why she left the company she founded. So let's get to it. Here's my chat with Michelle Fon. So you've been an I don't know multi hyphenate entrepreneur, personality, makeup artist since two thousand five. Do you remember Zanga? The Zynga, the game thing. Zynga dot com. It was a blogging site. I don't, but that's、like、Angel Fire. You remember Angel Fire? Oh yeah, GeoCities. That's where you started. I started on Zynga. Wow. Yeah, I was a blogger. How was that your first job? That was my first. I wouldn't say it's my job because I didn't get paid, and Ad AdWord was still in its early infancy,、yeah. so I didn't even get that hundred dollars because at that time <laughs> you would have to make up to a hundred dollars, and then Google writes you a check. So. I never got money from it, but I learned a lot from、yeah. that experience. Did you have a job before that? I did. Yeah. What was it? I was a hostess for a Chinese buffet.、Um, I was also another hostess for a Thai restaurant. Then I became a waitress. Cool. So those the food industry, which is something I tell every single person. Everyone should volunteer at least one week in any type of food industry type of work. That way you. Have more, you empathize more with the people. Yeah, in that industry, and that's been your whole career. You've built a social following. You've built, you know, to a certain extent, what you've 
you know, what you've done around listening. And that's just so important to listen to your audience, listen to your customer. How did you do that early, early on on Zenga? Mm-hmm. And and then take that to YouTube. And at what point did you did you go to YouTube? So I was blogging, I would say, since 2005, full-time up until, I would say, 2008 was when I decided to make a full transition onto YouTube. I knew that this platform, it's, it fits me better. Blogging was fun, um, and I had a great, I had a, an amazing experience um, cultivating a strong engagement because the post I would create, I would make everything based on what people would leave the comments behind they would say Michelle like could you show us some Halloween hacks that we can do we don't have a lot of money I'm like okay let me think um and I would make this content but creatively I wasn't challenged I wanted more and video just the the video media made a lot of sense to me because I could add music I can edit I can just have so much fun and that's how I decided to make that transition how much time did it take to make one post like one video it depends on the complexity of the video but on a good on a good day it would take me three four days to fully complete like I film it, and the next day I start editing. Sometimes right after I film, I'll start editing right away. That's so much work. Yeah, but it, it's it's gratifying. It's gratifying, and also it gave me more insight on how this business works so that now, even when I had Ipsy, um, if we hired a team of people for uh, on the media department, I would know exactly who to bring on. Yeah. I would know how the whole process would work and just streamline everything so that it's more efficient. Did you have an instant following? No, I didn't have an instant following. It's funny because right now um, everyone on YouTube, because of the whole adpocalypse and YouTube's algorithm and how it's changed, uh, everyone's talking about algorithms and Instagram's algorithms and no one's watch, no one's seeing my content and uh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, this has been happening even before YouTube. I remember back on Zanga, I knew when exactly to post. I, I knew like the best time to post is on Friday because on Friday, the people at Zanga... Uh, on the weekends they're at home so the post will stay there on the front page for two days and so I had that spot it's like a free spot and if I made compelling engaging content I would get more comments and more likes and then it would move up and so when you go on the website you would see my picture there and Mm -hmm. people would click because I would have like a cute little picture you know I was a teenager and I would have like a very obnoxious title that I was clickbait in a way, but I didn't think of it as clickbait, but I knew like people will click on it if they see this. And that's how I was able to build my following. It was kind of not hacking into the algorithm, but understanding how to utilize it. Was it always makeup? No, it wasn't always makeup. I would say in the beginning it was, it was lifestyle and it was also a follow along with me diary of an Asian American girl that lives in this time and struggling in life and struggling in college as an art student too. Michelle entered the YouTube space in 2007. To give some perspective, MySpace was still the biggest social platform at that time. I asked her why she posted her first beauty tutorial. Art was always something that was in my blood, in my DNA. Like I love creating. I love expressing with colors and more than that, I also love teaching. I love sharing what I learn. And that's one of my biggest uh, skill set, I would say, is teaching. So it made a lot of sense for me to transition onto YouTube, uh, teaching and sharing my knowledge of makeup, because I noticed on my on my blog, 
my most engaging content were always makeup. It was always the DIY beauty skincare or the makeup um, routine or beauty hacks always did well. And so it made sense for me to transition more into beauty. Was it a big big decision to, to move just kind of purely into beauty? Was it a risk? Do you feel like it was a no, risk? No, because I wasn't making money, so I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and, and beauty was more interesting to me at that time because I had my own money. I was um, waiting tables, and so I had uh, some side money that I could use to buy my own makeup. I didn't have to borrow makeup from my mom, and and my mom not being around, I could also wear more makeup, you know, because my mother, she is very conservative and she didn't want me to wear a lot of makeup when I was growing up. So it was, it was my way to rebel and be free. Michelle's mom ran her own business and Michelle helped her with that business as a child. She talked about how her mom influenced her to become an entrepreneur. This was during the 90s when I would say our economy was was better, so it was easier to get a bank loan and to open your own small business. And at the time, we were living in Florida, and so my mother, she also loves beauty too. She wanted to have her own business, and so she opened a beauty uh, a nail salon. She was the only person that was there, though, and I learned so much from that experience because um, we didn't have a lot of customers, so we had to figure out how do we market. How do we market this nail salon so that more people come? Because we were in a plaza that just didn't have a lot of people coming in. So we came up with this plan called hygiene packs. And they're kind of reminds me of Ipsy now that I think about it. But they were basically Ziploc bags that were coordinated to each customer. And they would have their own file and buffer. And it's hygienic because it's yours. It's clean. Mm-hmm. And it's and we don't, use, we don't use it on anyone else. And we noticed that more people came back because of that. Because they trusted in the system. And they thought it was unique. Also learned a lot about building a nice um, environment, too, in the business, uh, in, in the space, because my mom's salon was just drabby. And so we were trying to figure out how do we make it more beautiful? And also, how do we make it so that my mom is not breathing in all these toxins? And so we we planted all these different pl- trees, plants, and all these vines went up on the roof. And so it brought in more oxygen. Um, and it also just made everything feel more tropical. So mm-hmm. people loved it. So that was a really fun experience. It sounds really beautiful. Yeah. So you started making. Oh, she didn't make money though. She did. <laughs> no. No. She, did. she broke even all the time. That's we didn't fine. make. Money. But it was it was kind of like her vanity business, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You know, it gave her purpose. Yeah. So fast forward to YouTube. You weren't making money initially. When did you know you were onto something, and when did you start making money? I knew I was onto something when one of my videos reached a million views. And at that time, it was a huge deal. Reaching a million views in 2008 on YouTube was major. And I saw who was watching my content. Half of my viewers came from China. This was before YouTube was banned in China at the time. So I remember seeing that. I realized, whoa, I have an audience that's very engaged. I should take this more seriously. And that following year, YouTube announced that they were doing um, this program called Partners Pro- Partners Program, where they would um, where you can monetize your videos and you split do a split revenue with YouTube. So uh, a light bulb came up, and I and I thought I can make money off of making these videos that I'm doing for free that I love anyways. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, but it was hard for me at that time because I was working as a waitress part time and full time art. Uh, art student so I didn't have any time to make videos and at one point at the height of the economic crash in 2008 I gave my two weeks notice I was waiting tables and it wasn't bad because I was making $200 a weekend which 
was a lot for me at that time. I was able to like stretch that dollar. And at that time, I was also doing AdSense, but I was making only like 10, 20 cents a day. So it was very depressing. Wow. But I knew that if I, I need more videos and if I grow my following, I can bump this up to $2 a day and then $3 a day. And if I can manage $10 a day, I can quit my, my job and I'll feel much better. So when I reached that $10 threshold, I felt more confident and I knew that, okay, I have something on this side that, I'm not, that I can at least rely on where I'm having income. And so I, I quit my job and I went full, full on on YouTube. And you mentioned college. Did you drop out of college? I dropped, well, I finished junior year, but I didn't finish my senior year because senior year um, is considered thesis year. And I thought, that's kind of a waste because I'm just spending the whole year working on one project. I'd rather work on this YouTube project. And if that doesn't take off, I can always come back and finish it. Do you think that we need to go to college anymore? With all of the digital tools at our disposal and Shopify and Squarespace and Etsy and it depends YouTube. On, I would say it really it would depend on uh, what career path you want to take. For medical industry, I think it's still very important to go to school. Like I wouldn't want someone to perform yeah. surgery on me and they watched a YouTube no, video. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no way. I think there's probably some like cosmetic, like someone with injectables doing that. <laughs> I'm sure, but um, I do echo your statement that college, well, even like the student loan, it's mm-hmm. just, it's horrific. Um, I think it's a bubble that that's going to be the first to kind of fall. You know how 2008 we had the housing market crashed? Mm-hmm. I think soon we're going to have that student loan uh, yeah, bubble crash. I think people are looking for alternate ways to learn. There's so many online resources. I mean, I watched YouTube videos to learn how to put a warehouse together, like a small shipping operation for Nasty Gal. And I've learned a lot watching. Wow, you learned it on YouTube? I like wow. looked at, you know, I just, I was like, no one's going to invite me to the inside of a warehouse. So I'll just YouTube what the inside of a warehouse looks like and That's what t- smart. type of shelves I need to purchase from Uline. And then watched like Stanford Business School roundtables of venture capitalists talking Smart. about like what what they look for in an entrepreneur, and you know that helped a lot when I went into those rooms. Mm-hmm. I, I think college is it's good it's needed for people who need a lot of handholding, but people like you, people like me, people who are self starters and they're also curious too. I mean, I think college is an incredible accomplishment like doing anything for four years setting out to do it and just actually doing it you know it's everything else is such a ride and you don't ever know if you actually finished what you set out to do it's so true when you're in kind of entrepreneurship and I know the first partnership you did was with Lancome how did how did that come about and how long after you started YouTubing did things like that start to happen mm, I would I would give it a year, a full year into it Wow, that's was fast. Fun. It was fast because no one was really doing it, doing it the way I was doing it. There was there was a lot of um, beauty YouTubers back then, but I was I would say I was one of the first to edit it with music, and I, I put a lot of production uh, thought behind my videos, um, and I think it just made it more compelling and engaging for viewers and some, something delightful for them to watch in a way. At that time, uh, the the head of PR for Lancome US was Carrie Diamond and she they they so they spent a lot of money um Lancome spent a lot of money producing these beauty tutorials that are beautiful with high fashion models but they were only garnering in 5000 views and they would spend 
thousands of dollars producing these videos. They were just scratching their heads like, huh, we don't understand. Like, I don't understand. So Carrie Diamond went on YouTube and she typed in long comb makeup tutorial. And the first, at that time, the algorithm was, it was made so that um, whoever had the most engagement and the most comment would be the first. And so she saw my video and it was just me on an airplane showing people, here's how you could do your makeup on an airplane. And I used one long comb product. And I had, at that time, 600,000 views, and that, that sold her. And she watched it, and she said, okay, I'm sold. I want to contact her. And so from what she told me, her side of the story was she didn't just contact me. She contacted a few other YouTubers, um, but I was the only one who replied in a, in a decent way. Like, the other people, she said, they replied. They're like, well, how much are you going to pay me, yada, yada? And I was the only one that replied, oh, yeah, I would love to talk to you. Here's my number. And so she just had a good feeling from that, and she called and uh, she called me, and we spoke on the phone. And I remember I was so excited. I was trying to hold back my ex- excitement because my mother was concerned that I, I I decided to fully invest my time on YouTube because she worked so hard. Uh, her whole life she worked so hard to get me into college, and I'm like, well, Mom, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to do this YouTube thing. It was a nice validation to show that Lancome validated me. And did you consider yourself an influencer at the time? Was that word even being used? No. It was, at the time, it was uh, um, internet star. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you consider being an, I mean, there's such an influencer economy. Do you think it's a sustainable career at this point? I, I, I wouldn't say the influencer economy is sustainable, but the creator economy is sustainable. I, um, whenever I, I talk, talk to um, investors or people who are trying to understand this ecosystem, I, I tell them like not all influencers are the same. Are the same. There's micro influencers. There's influencers. There's creators, and there's different tiers of them. Mm. So it, it's not just like one word that encompasses everything. We have so much more with Michelle coming up, but first let's talk about Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, technology, design, and more. You can take classes in social media marketing, data science, web development, you name it, they've got it. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore new passions, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. So what I love about Skillshare is that you can learn pretty much everything. And I'm an extremely curious person. I love learning things online. And you can really like reverse engineer anything that you want to do by watching how other people do it. And Skillshare is a place where other people will show you how to do it. So I love their introduction to coding class. We have a small team of engineers here that are building something really exciting. So getting closer to that has been really, really cool. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Girlboss radio listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Girlboss. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Girlboss to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Girlboss. We'll have more with Michelle in just a second, but first, let's talk about ShipStation. So if you're an online seller, you know that getting your orders out quickly is imperative to having happy customers, and that can be challenging. That's why we use ShipStation here at Girlboss for all of our shipping needs. We've sold a few things online, but we also ship a ton of stuff. It's a fast and easy way to manage and ship your orders all from one place. With ShipStation, we ship more in less time and with the best rates available. 
So whether you're using your own website, Shopify, Squarespace, Etsy, or all the other places that make it very easy to be an entrepreneur today, you can use ShipStation to bring all your orders into one simple interface. And it makes it really easy to manage, even from your phone. And then you can use ShipStation to create shipping labels from all the top carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. So right now, try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free only if you use my promo code GIRLBOSS. Don't wait, go to ShipStation.com, and before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in GirlBoss. That's ShipStation.com, enter GirlBoss. ShipStation, make ship happen.